into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, my friends? Lauren McClain here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. It's the new year, which means fall sports seasons have come to an end. We will wrap up the volleyball season with junior All-American outside hitter Aaron Livingston, who also really loves Vampire Diaries, like a lot. But first, the football season is complete, so it's time for the first annual BYU football Awards. Yes, it's a thing. We have different nominees for different categories. We will present the nominees to all of you, and then we will tell you how the Academy of football voted. We will not disclose who forms the Academy or how many members are of the Academy. It truly is a prestigious organization that you should never, ever question. So let's get to the awards. Cleon, what's our first category? Our first category is Most Memorable Offensive Play. The nominees are... From the South Florida game, Puka Nakua scoring a 75-yard touchdown run on the first offensive play of the season. The Loved Baylor it. game. Yes, that was, that was a fantastic way to start out the season. Uh, the <laughs> Baylor game, Jaron Hall catches a 22-yard touchdown pass from Chase Roberts. That's right. He caught the ball and then ran it in. That was <laughs> another fantastic play. Uh, Wyoming, Keanu Hill catches a 68-yard touchdown catch, fights off defenders to get into the end zone. It was it was a wonderful grab. And then Notre Dame, Cody Epps catches a 53-yard touchdown pass. He uh, was streaking across the middle and made it into the end zone. By the way, I should say that's the most memorable offensive play nominees from games one through six. So those are your nominees from games one through six. And I've got the envelope right here. Who and is I, it? Yeah, that's drum roll. I mean, we've got fabulous uh, uh, sound effects right now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the winner, <laughs> the winner is Jaron Hall catching a 22-yard pass from Chase Roberts to score a touchdown in the Baylor game. Trips left, wide receiver screen, a double throw back to Hall, makes the catch. 15, 10, five, the dive, the touchdown. <laughs> That's the walk-up music for Jaron Hall if this was an actual award show. Uh, I loved that play. I think that was very unexpected. That Baylor game was just so much fun to watch. There was a lot of uh, a lot of hype and a lot of unknown going into that game. So uh, I love that. I love that for, for the winner. Uh, the next one is most memorable offensive play nominees games 7 through 12, including the bowl game. First one is the Boise State game where Hinkley Ropati had a 48-yard touchdown catch and a screen pass that went for a touchdown. The second one is Boise State again. Puka Nakua with the game-winning six-yard TD catch. Just an incredible catch by him. Barely got his toes in. Barely yes, got his just, toes in. That just screamed NFL talent right there. Utah Tech, Keanu Hill, through the yard TD catch. Had to hold off the defender to catch the ball. That was a phenomenal catch. And then Utah Tech again. Chase Roberts, 59-yard touchdown catch. He beat two guys and gave BYU its first lead. And then Stanford, Hinkley Ropati's 43-yard touchdown, and it was his first touch of the game and scored a touchdown. And the winner is Puka Nakua with the game-winning six-yard TD catch at Boise State. Double tights and a wide receiver to the right. Puka left. Jaron Hall shotgun. Fourth and goal from the six. Snap Jaron. He throws for Puka in the end zone, and it is caught, caught oh my by gosh. Puka. What a grab. What a grab. Is there any other? That just defined uh, that part of the season for me, Cleon. I, I think if you actually went for the whole season, that would probably be the offensive highlight of the whole season. That mm -hmm. At least that's what I would say. But 
I, you know, it, it meant so much to this team, and it helped to turn the whole entire season around, catching that ball and then BYU being able to hold them on defense. But they wouldn't be able to hold them on defense if they didn't have that catch. So, yes, congratulations, Puka Nakua. Uh, don't worry, we will uh, send your award in the mail. Uh, it, it's and now coming. they can actually receive awards because of NIL. Yeah, exactly. You used to not be able to give players anything. Now yes. we can send them a really cheesy token award in the mail, which we actually probably won't do. Our next our next category, most memorable defensive play, games one through six. Uh, three nominees here. Uh, first nominee, uh, South Florida game, Max Tooley's pick six. Read the Read the quarterback size perfectly on what it looked like was going to be a wide receiver screen. He stepped in front and ran into the end zone. Uh, in the Baylor game, uh, stopping Baylor in overtime and also in the second overtime. I guess that's uh, a few defensive plays there. And then also Utah State, another Max Tooley pick six. The winner is Max Tooley's pick six against South Florida. Bohannon shotgun, Batty motions out to quads right. And the back wide receiver screen, it is picked off and it's going to the house. The Cougs will make it 20 to nothing with the PAT pending. Max Tooley on the pick six and the Cougs are running away early. Again, great way to start the season. BYU led 28-0 in that game. Max Tooley helped in that. And it was really an amazing play. Uh, him being able to step in front of the guy and run all the way back for a touchdown. And so congratulations, Max Tooley. Again, your award will be mailed or emailed to you. I don't know. Maybe it's a gift card to Chili's or something like that. That was just the perfect way to start the season for us BYU fans. You're watching. You're like, man, what's this team going to look like this year? How are we going to be? And not that it defined the whole season, but then to have Max Tooley have a big six right at the beginning, you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Football is back. So I thought that was a great uh, a great winner right there. All right, most memorable defensive play, games 7 through 12 and the bowl game. We have three nominees. The first one is against Boise State, Jacob Robinson's pass breakup on fourth down to end the game. Huge. And then number two, SMU, Ben Bywater's pick six in the bowl game and another SMU one, Jacob Robinson tackles the quarterback to stop the two-point conversion to win the game. Now, those last two for me, Cleon, were really, really close, but let's see what the Academy voted. And the winner is Ben Bywaters. Pick six against SMU in the bowl game. Trips to the right, single wide left, screen to the right, picked off, intercepted at the 40 and the 50. Ben Bywater may take it to the house, the 30, the 20, the 10, the touchdown. It's a pick six for Ben Bywater. That was that was just that was phenomenal. Very very needed, very well timed part of that bowl game to kind of seal the deal. And really, Jacob Robinson did by tackling the quarterback. But I just think you you needed to have that uh, that score right there from the defensive side. So uh, good work to Ben Bywater. It sounds like the crowd uh, agreed with the academy on that. You could hear them clapping in the background while you were talking. <laughs> I think that the reason why the academy voted this way is because. That pick six turned everything around. BYU had just turned the ball over. Uh, SMU was driving down the field. And again, it's it was kind of like the Max Tooley thing. Ben Bywater fought off two guys to get this interception. He steps in front of the pass. It was going to be a, a wide receiver screen out to the side. And he runs it all the way back for a touchdown, outruns the quarterback. And, and he, I mean, how athletic was that move? Not only to step in front mm -hmm. of the quarterback, Lauren, but also to outrun those guys to get that touchdown. Congratulations, Ben Bywater. Any any other parting words for Ben as we send him his gift card to, let's see, we'll go to McDonald's now anyway. Hope you had some great holidays, Ben. Those are my parting <laughs> words. <laughs> All right. Next category, uh, most memorable off-the-field moment. Uh, we have plenty of uh, nominees here. First one, 
Jaron Hall hugs Jake Oldroyd after the Baylor game, after BYU wins the game, because Jake Oldroyd had missed two field goals that would have won the game once in regulation, once in overtime. Uh, by the way, Jer- uh, Jake said that a lot of guys said, uh, uh, you know, consoled him after that. Jaron was the one who got caught on TV. But we'll say Jaron Hall hugs Jake Oldroyd. Uh, Black 14 honored the, uh, their former Wyoming football players, they were kicked off the team because they wanted to protest BYU with armbands, I believe back in the 1969 season. But anyway, BYU came back and honored them this season during the BYU-Wyoming game. Uh, other nominees, Elisa Tuiaki reportedly offers to resign after the Arkansas game. Uh, then Elisa actually resigns at the end of the season. And then Jay Hill being hired as defensive coordinator. So plenty of nominees here. We're opening the envelope now. And the envelope shows that the most memorable off-the-field moment, just barely off the field, is Jaron Hall hugging Jake Oldroyd. A a, a great moment, and I think uh, those two are deserving winners of the BYU Football League Award. And you know, as much as I loved that moment, it probably wasn't the most memorable to me. I think for me, I disagree with the Academy. Sorry, Academy. But I think uh, Tuiaki resigning at the end of the season was the most memorable because that was the most glaring thing by the end of the season is how the defense needed so much improvement. So Tuiaki resigning is kind of what probably will stick out to me most about the season as far as off-field moment goes. But as far as feel-good stories, definitely Jaron Hall hugging Jake Oldroyd. All right, our next category is Best Individual Performance by a Wide Receiver. We have a, a bunch of nominees here. The first one is Boise State, where Puka Nakua had 14 catches, 157 receiving yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner. Arkansas, Puka Nakua again, eight catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. The Baylor game, Chase Roberts had eight catches, 122 yards, one touchdown, and one pass for 22 yards and a touchdown. Notre Dame, Cody Epps, four catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Arkansas, Cody Epps, nine catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. And the last one is Wyoming with Keanu Hill, six catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. And the winner is, once again, Pukunakua, Boise State. Uh, Very well-deserved. Pukunakua has had a phenomenal season. And as we mentioned before, that Boise State game was just the cherry on top, I think, Cleon. I think so. It was his best game. It was like he was the leader on the team, and he went out there and said, jump on my back. Don't worry. I'm going to take us to a win. And BYU needed a win in the worst way because they had lost four in a row. Um, I I think the other thing that this category um, that the Academy uh, voted on here is, is the fact that there were so many good games by the wide receivers this year. I mean, and we named off a whole bunch of guys. It wasn't just Puka. We had a good game from Chase Roberts. We had a few good games from Cody Epps. We had some good games from Keanu Hill. So uh, bright future, even if Puka moves on, uh, a bright future for the wide receivers. Yep, absolutely. What's our next category? Our next category, oh my goodness, the uh, it is a the best the best performance by a running back. Yes, that's the best performance by a running back. Uh, there are a few nominees, uh, but it's mainly one guy. Uh, <laughs> South Florida, uh, Chris Brooks, thirteen rushes, one hundred thirty-five yards, one TD. He had a fifty-two yard uh, touchdown run in that game. Stanford, Chris Brooks, twenty-three rushes, one hundred sixty-four yards. SMU, Chris Brooks, nineteen rushes, eighty-eight yards, and one TD. And then Wyoming, Miles Davis, thirteen rushes, one hundred thirty-one yards. That's that's a great average right there for Miles Davis. But the Academy voted for Chris Brooks 
and his performance against Stanford, 23 rushes, 164 yards. I think what they took into consideration there, Lauren, was the fact that Jaron Hall got injured in that game, and they kept feeding the ball to Chris Brooks, and he kept feeding on the Stanford defense. So he had a fantastic game there, even though he didn't score a touchdown in that game. He did. He definitely had to carry the team on his shoulders that game, and you know he came into that game knowing that was going to be the case. Um, they they really did run just that entire game, and Chris Brooks did a phenomenal job and just plowed down Stanford's defense. So good job, Chris. Thank you for the wonderful season. The next category is best trick plays, and we have just two. The Baylor game, when Chase Roberts passes to Jaron Hall for 22 yards and a touchdown. That has actually already won an award tonight. The second one is Stanford. Double reverse throwback to Hall. Hall chucks it down the field to Isaac Rex, who scores on a 43-yard catch. And the winner is... The Stanford game, the double reverse throwback to Jaron Hall, and then Hall chucks it to Isaac Rex for a touchdown. Jaron Hall turns and hands off to Chris Brooks. It's a flea flicker from Hill back to Hall. Hall and open tight end Isaac Rex down the far sideline, and Isaac goes 10-5 and touchdown. A flea flicker and a touchdown. The Cougs go up 20-3. to That's a, There's just always so much fun to see those trick plays for me. It just It's refreshing. It spices things up for the players. For the defense, obviously, that's trying to guard it, and for us fans. So I, I loved that play. I, I think that the reason why the Academy chose this one, maybe for two reasons, because we've already talked about the Chase Roberts uh, pass to Jaron Hall for 22 yards. By the way, that was an amazing play, and it might be one of my favorites on the season. But my goodness, to have a double reverse, and then for Hall to chuck it down the field to Isaac Rex, who then basically fights off a few guys to get into the end zone, I mean... It, it, it had everything to it. I mean, it was a trick play, and it was a and it was a tough play for Isaac Rex to actually get into the end zone. So I really think that's why the academy decided to uh, vote for Isaac Rex. And Isaac Rex, you know, he's a first time winner in the Football League Awards. He will definitely get something like a, a a gift card to Burger King or something like that. Uh, our next category is best threads, best threads on the season. We all know Lauren's, uh, you know, wish to go all royal. It was pretty much all royal all season long. Our nominees for best threads, the SMU game, black uniform, sailor cougar helmet with black fading into royal blue up the, as it goes up the helmet. Uh, also, Notre Dame, black uniforms, black fading to royal blue on the helmet, except for it has the circle Y on it. The Arkansas game, white uniforms, royal blue helmets with mountains on the helmets, and also, a, I guess you could say, a, a real-looking cougar on the helmet, too and then a Y on the other side, and then Boise State, all whites, including the face mask. It was very, very white. It had had royal accents on it, but it was mainly all white. And the winner is the SMU game, black uniform, sailor cougar helmet, and black fading into royal blue. I'm so glad that they finally used the sailor cougar on the helmet, Lauren. And you know what's funny about that is, I won't mention their names, but a few family members I was watching that game with saw the sailor cougar on the side of the helmet, and they're like, that looks a little childish what <laughs> I mean, they use a different word but they thought it looked a little cartoony a little like not intimidating in the slightest and what's funny about that i feel like a ton of fans love the sailor cougar and has been wanting the sailor cougar to come on a helmet but uh yes a few not to be named members of my family did not enjoy the sailor cougar wait a minute what does the circle why strike fear into people's hearts or <laughs> it might know. it might it, it is a little cartoony i will admit but I like it. I think it's a nice nod to the to the throwbacks. Okay, Cleon, we have two more categories. And the first one is most 
memorable game. And the nominees are the Baylor game. BYU needed two overtimes to beat the Bears. The Arkansas game, there was just a heck of a lot of offense and not a ton of defense on that game, but it was fun to watch up until the last couple of quarters. Boise State game, the game-winning catch that stopped BYU's four-game losing streak by Pukunakua. And then the SMU game, fourth-string quarterback, has to come in and win the game. Ben Bywater's pick six. Jacob Robinson's stop. And most of the defensive staff was gone. So there was a lot of drama this season. And the winner is Boise State game. And I I, uh, I do. It's just like we've talked about before. It just was a turning point for the BYU Cougars. They needed to win that game. They needed that confidence to beat a good Boise State team after a, a four-game losing streak. So definitely deserves to win. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. If it, if if they don't have that victory against Boise State, I'm not sure they get bowl eligible and they even play in that SMU game. So uh, I would probably say that. that. Plus, the SMU game, it was so cool to see BYU win that game, in, in my opinion. I don't know why the Academy did this, but in my opinion, uh, it was cool to see BYU beat SMU in that game with fourth-string quarterback. But that was mm-hmm. a tough game to watch at times. I, I will... I will say that. <laughs> yes, it was tough to watch, but it was really cool how they just kind of kept chipping away. All right, what's our last category? Our last category, the Good Anya Award. Don't ask me what this is. The Academy just comes up with weird awards every <laughs> once in a while. The Good Dang Anya Academy. Award. All right, uh, SMU, Jake Oldroyd becomes BYU's all-time leading scorer. And to add on top of that, it was during a stressful season, again, going back to that Baylor game where he missed a couple of kicks, and he missed another kick later on, too, but... He turned it around, and he's now BYU's all-time leading scorer. Boise State, Pukunakua saves BYU season with an amazing game, an amazing catch to finish off the season. Uh, Jacob Robinson, in both the Boise State and SMU games, makes two huge plays to secure victories. And then SMU, uh, fourth-string quarterback Soljay Mavipeters starts and wins the game. Uh, the winner is, though, Pukunakua. Wait, wait, Cleon, Cleon, I, yes, I got yes, yes. to stop you here. I got to stop you. I feel like, as host of the show, you and I can override what the Academy chose because Pukunakua has won so many. I think we give it to Jacob Robinson making two huge plays to secure victories. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, Well, that's a tough one just because Puka did so much for the season, but I could get behind it. Let's get behind it. Yes. He, he doesn't want he doesn't want any more Burger King gift cards from yes, us, though. From the exactly. Academy, you know? He wants something from Sonic. Let's give let's spread the love. Let's give Jacob Robinson one. Okay. You know? Jacob Robinson makes two huge plays <laughs> to secure victories against Boise State, which again saved the season, and against SMU to win the bowl game. So okay, we'll we'll do that. Truly, truly a phenomenal football season. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of drama, but we're here. We made it. And the team ended 8-5. and five. All right, coming up, BYU women's volleyball star Aaron Livingston talks about the highs and lows of this season, plus what it's like being married to a BYU football player. This is Cougar Tailgate. Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. The BYU women's volleyball team took second in the WCC this year and made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And this was all with the major help of junior outside hitter and All-American Aaron Livingston. Aaron, thanks so much for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what are you up to now that the season is over? So right now, my team and I are just, you know, taking a little break and spent Christmas with our families and uh, now we're going to get back in January, just being together, working out and getting ready for 
the next season. The season started out on an interesting note with a Duke player accusing a fan of uh, saying a racial slur. How were you able to pull together as a team after such a difficult time? Yeah, you know, that was um, super hard, just a super hard thing that we went through. And um, I think the biggest thing we talked about was just staying together and focusing on what we can do to be better and um, include everyone and just focus on volleyball and what we can do to um, just be the best we can be. So, yeah, it, it was a hard experience, but we stayed together and that helped us a lot. Do you feel like the controversy overshadowed the season at all or caused any type of distraction or were you guys able to overcome it? I definitely think um, we didn't let it break us. We just kept going. And um, so, yeah, I don't think it did. Um, we talked a lot about just being together and um, focus on we, what we needed to focus on and control what we needed to control. And we did that. So it didn't affect us. We talked to you about making it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. You fell just short to Pitt on their home court. You also played Pitt earlier in the season. Unfortunately, you yeah. lost to them <laughs> twice. But looking back, how do you feel like your team did? And and do you feel like they lived up to your expectations? Well, honestly, Pitt is such a great team. You know, obviously, they're, they went to the Final Four and they played great. And so we knew, like, going into the match, like, we had to play our best. And I think we played really well, obviously, can do better passing, defense, serving, just getting pressure on them. But I definitely think we did live up to our expectations. And there's always things to improve on. And so we really loved playing Pitt and we learned a lot from ourselves through that match. So I love Coach Olmstead so much. I think she's just an incredible woman. She holds the highest winning percentage of any women's volleyball coach in NCAA Division One history. What's it been like for you playing under such a successful coach here at BYU? Yeah, Heather's awesome. I mean, coming into BYU, she talked to me just that she sees so much in me and that gave me confidence and that made me want to just work even harder to be the best I can be. And she just pushes people every single day, just all around in life to be the best we can be. And I really appreciate that from her. And she builds confidence in myself and other players. So she's awesome to play under. You've racked up a variety of postseason awards and records, AVC, Pacific South Region All-Team, All-American Honorable Mention. That's just to name a few. You're only a junior, at least this season. What are you doing to prepare for your senior season and improve your individual skills to you know, help the team next season? I think a big thing for me is just getting um, my all-around game better. You know, this is the first season I played six rotations, and so it's definitely new for me to, like, be passing and playing defense. So just this offseason, I want to work on um, passing and defense a lot and just continuing to expand my uh, range hitting, and I think that'll help my team a lot. And just my leadership role, just creating energy and leadership on the court for my teammates. Your senior year is going to be the first season in the Big 12. What are you and your teammates doing as a team to prepare for the new and maybe grander competition that's coming with that conference? We're super excited for the Big 12 and just playing great teams. And, um, you know, we are doing the same thing, just working super hard off season. And, yeah, we're just going to get in the gym, work on the things we can get better at. And, yeah, that'll help us in the Big 12. Teams like TCU, Baylor, Texas, by the way, Texas made it to the Final Four, too. They've been outstanding yeah. this season. What, what excites you about playing these new teams and, and teams with successful programs? I think the biggest thing is just competing. Like, super excited to be playing against 
huge blocks, you know, like that's only going to make us better. You know, great serving teams is only going to make us better at passing. So I think the competition is just going to be so good in the Big 12 and um, our team is going to rise because of that. Aaron, when you look back at your junior season, what would you say was your favorite thing that came out of this year? I would say my relationship with my teammates. I think this team went through a lot of adversity and we just came together. And I think this was one of the most teams that has been so bonded. And I think that um, took us far with volleyball too, you know, second round in the tournament. And so, yeah, I just love this team so much. And we had a lot of love and fight going into the tournament. So do you have a best friend on this team? (laughs) Honestly, everyone's my best friend. Like (laughs) I love everyone. I'd hang out with everyone outside of volleyball all the time. So (laughs) I wouldn't say I have one best friend. (laughs) I love that. Hey, that's the way you got to be. And you weren't the number 10, which by the way is my favorite number, but is there a meaning behind that? Um, so throughout like high school and stuff, I was always number 12 and, um, I love number 12 and I wanted to be that when like I came into BYU, but it was already taken. And so I went with my next favorite number and a big part of that was, um, Amy Boswell. She was my favorite player, um, at BYU. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to kind of follow her footsteps and be her number because she's just an amazing person, amazing athlete. So we mentioned that you are married to a BYU football player, Hayden Livingston. What's the best part? What's the worst part about being married to a BYU football player? (laughs) (laughs) The worst part? It's all good. (laughs) Um, Hey, that's very diplomatic. Now now you can tell us the truth, okay? (laughs) So funny. Um, Honestly, (laughs) I would say like, just the time and stuff, you know, we're both in season at the same time. So we don't get to see each other a ton in season, but we both know we're working hard and um, we'll see each other when we get home. So it's fun. <laughs> Is that the worst part or the best part? <laughs> so you don't I get to see each other. the worst part because I don't get oh, okay. to see them. But then when I get home, it's the best part, you know. <laughs> so he went to the New Mexico Bowl. Did you steal a lot of that swag or did they give you your own? <laughs> they... Did not give us our own, but I basically wear all of Hayden's clothes, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're from Corona, California. Hayden is from Rigby, Idaho. Once your athletic careers are done, where are you going to live? We have been talking about that a lot. We have no idea, but we kind of <laughs> want to find like an in-between. We were thinking maybe St. George because it's like hot there, but still like in Utah. So we'll see. <laughs> St. George is a great, great compromise. I love St. George. Here's we're, we're saving the most important question for last. Your bio on the BYU Athletics website says that you've watched every season of Vampire Diaries five <laughs> times. So that's about eight seasons of 10 to 20 episodes. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I don't know. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> um, sometimes I just feel like I need a show to just watch on my own, you know, whenever I'm eating, like I always like to put a shell on. So that was definitely the shell to just, you know, relax, do whatever. And so I watched it a lot. By the end, hey. were, by the end, were you actually, you know, like saying what the character said before they, before they said oh, it? For sure. <laughs> for 
for sure. And it was funny because I watched it so many times. So I'd like skip episodes because I already knew it was going to happen. It wasn't that good of an episode. So, Oh, I love it so much. We're talking to junior outside hitter and All-American Aaron Livingston. Aaron, congratulations on such an incredible season for you and for your team. And I'm super excited for you guys uh, moving forward and heading to the Big 12. Thank you so much. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Aaron Livingston for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.